thinking, against my will, of course, about Redwood Bureau Phenomenon 0097. On Tuesday, October 6, 2015, the police were called to an address in a neighborhood known as Bramble Hill. This address was the former site of an inn called Bramble House, an historic building that had long since been closed down and shuttered to the public. The police had been contacted to perform a wellness check by the concerned parents of Jackson and Janice Kane. Janice's car was still in the driveway, but no one would answer the door. Jackson Kane had purchased the building and moved in only two weeks previous to his disappearance. Alarmed that Jackson hadn't been returning any of her phone calls, his sister Janice had come to Bramble House in person, arriving the day before the police were called by her parents. The police gained entry and discovered the building was empty. Neither Jackson nor his sister were present, and there were no obvious signs of a struggle. Both Jackson's wallet and Janice's purse were found on the premises, with money and credit cards still inside. A missing persons report was filed for both Jackson and Janice later that day. At the time of this communication, both of them are still listed as missing. There was no discernible motive for either of them to willingly run away from their circumstances. In fact, Jackson was suffering from brain damage, a debilitating injury that occurred several months before he purchased Bramble House. He was certainly in no condition to go on the lam, nor did he have any motivation to do so. Likewise, Janice had abruptly left a stable life with a career and a longtime boyfriend. The police considered the circumstances suspicious and opened an investigation. After they discovered Jackson's diary, they promptly contacted Redwood Bureau to take over the case. This was Redwood Bureau's introduction to RBP-0097. Residence, residence, poses a significant danger to many of the people who pass through its doors, and so has been assigned threat level lethal. The following excerpt comes from Jackson's diary, which was found by the investigating officers on a nightstand beside his bed. The Bureau currently has the original diary locked away in an unknown location, but I was able to obtain photographs of its contents. Be forewarned, the following account is very disturbing. Residence. Saturday, September 18th, 2015. My name is Jackson Kane. I am 36 years old. My phone number is XXXXXXXXX. I live at X Bramble Hill Road in Anti. Bramble House. I'm not really sure what to write in here. My therapist says to just write whatever's on my mind. Three months ago, I fell off a ladder at work. 
hit my head pretty damn bad and ended up spending about a month in the hospital. And that's not even the worst of it. All of a sudden, I started noticing gaps in my memory. At first, little things like forgetting what I had eaten for lunch that day or forgetting my nurse's name, even though I saw her almost every single day. The doctor diagnosed me with some form of early-onset dementia. I didn't even realize that was possible. Not till then, I thought dementia was just something that older folks got. Not me, in the prime of my life. From then on, it was constant visits to the doctor and any kind of specialist under the sun. My therapist proposed that I keep this journal, a log of my day-to-day -day activities, so that way, if I happen to forget something, I can look back here and maybe refresh my memory. So, let's see. What have I been up to so far today? Hello, resident. Welcome to Journal Link. What have you done today? Well, I unloaded about a hundred boxes off the truck and carried them into the house, some of them up three whole goddamn flights of stairs. That's another big change in my life now. After my diagnosis, I was advised by my doctor and ordered by my folks to move back closer to family so they could check up on me and help me out with anything I may need. So I packed up pretty much everything I owned, sold off the rest, and moved halfway across the country back to my hometown. One thing I absolutely refused to do was move back in with my parents and have them dote on me like I was a sick kid staying home from school. If I have to give up everything else, I'd like to keep my dignity, thank you. Finding my own place was rough. Since when did everybody suddenly want to move to Anti? Every time I messaged a realtor about a place, my offer would get stomped into the dirt and the property would get swept up from under me. That's how I ended up at Bramble House the old rundown inn at the top of Bramble Hill that apparently nobody wanted to buy. I remember as kids we used to think it was haunted and dare each other to go inside, but no one ever did. Seeing inside the place now, it's nothing too special. Lots of individual rooms and long hallways. Really, it's just an old building in desperate need of a cleaning crew. I even think some of the floorboards on the bottom level are starting to rot. Whatever. It'll give me something to do when I'm stuck around the house for the foreseeable future. Sunday, September 19th, 2015. I should have spent the day unpacking, but one look at the mountain of boxes in the foyer was enough to turn me away. So I decided to do some yard work instead. There are all these old garden beds lining the exterior of the house, but every one of them is overgrown with weeds. I got about half of them cleared out today before I gave in. I'll try to get the rest done tomorrow, then maybe I can start planting something. Feels weird treating this old heap like a home. Still feels like I'm staying in some rustic hotel. Oh, and another weird thing? While I was cleaning out the gardens, I found a hatch to the basement. I didn't even realize this place had a basement, but what else could it be, right? I can't find the door to it anywhere inside. Doesn't help that there are about a hundred different doors in this place. What's strange is the hatch is chained shut for who knows why. Mold? God, I hope not. One of these days I'll have to pick up a pair of bolt cutters. Monday, September 20th, 2015. My sister, Janice, was supposed to stop by today. Mom made her agree to come to Bramble House once or twice a week to check up on me. She texted me last night that she was planning to stop in after work today, but she never showed. And of course, when I went to try and call her, I couldn't find my phone. There are no more working landlines in this place either. 
Worst part is I can't tell if this is my condition acting up or if I just misplaced it. Either way, I can't remember what the hell I did with it. It'll turn up eventually. But for now, wallet, nightstand next to the bed, keys, rack by the front door, phone, TBD. Tuesday, September 21st, 2015. I hate being here. Ever since I got here, it's like my world has gotten smaller. I know it's only been a few days, but I used to have so much going on in my life. And in the blink of an eye, my apartment, my job, my friends all got ripped away from me. Moving here, living in this house, it's like I've been forced to live on an island all by myself. I haven't even heard from my friends since I got here. Not that I can now anyway, since I can't find my phone. And I'm worried my condition is getting worse now too. This morning, I came out of my bedroom and I caught myself staring at a wall for like five whole minutes. Just this empty space on the wall. Thing is, I could have sworn there was a door there before, but I just can't bring myself to remember. Tomorrow, I'm going to go out and work on the garden some more. Hopefully, the fresh air will help calm me down a little. That's one thing I did miss about this area. The autumn air is so crisp. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play with my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Wednesday, September 22nd, 2015. 
Do people usually have weird dreams after a big move? I can't remember if I had any the last time I moved. I'm going to get real tired of writing that. I can't remember. Anyway, the dream I had last night was definitely on the stranger side. In the dream, I was just lying there in bed, but it's like I wasn't in my own body. I was watching myself from the side, and I, the one in the bed, was staring up at the ceiling, and then the ceiling started melting. It turned into this black ooze type stuff and just slowly started dripping down towards me. And it was just all so vivid. Like I was having an actual out-of-body experience. I never experienced anything like that before. Usually, I can't even remember my dreams. Thursday, September 23rd, 2015. I planted some flowers in the garden today. I was just getting a little stir-crazy, so I decided to drive into town and pick some up. I also tried stopping by Janice's place, but she wasn't home. Must be to work. She still hasn't shown up like she said she would, and I'm starting to get a little worried about her. I left her a note telling her to come by the house as soon as she can, so I know she's all right. Hopefully, I'll see her later tonight. Note to self, I left my wallet and keys in their usual places as soon as I got home. I really need to track down my phone. This house is too damn big for one person. Friday, September 24th, 2015. Not only can I not find my phone, but I spent 10 minutes today looking for the bathroom on the third floor. I set up my bedroom in the loft up there because it was the coziest looking place in the house. I was sure there was a bathroom down the hall, but I could not find it for the life of me. I must have checked every damn door on the third floor and no dice. Wasn't there a bathroom on the third floor? Had I been using the one on the second floor the whole time? Shit. Is this what my life is going to be like from now on? My therapist and the doctors all tell me there's a chance my memory will improve over time. That's apparently a thing with people that develop dementia from head injuries. I'm really worried it's not going to happen for me. That my memory will keep getting worse and eventually I won't even know where I am or recognize my family's faces. My world has already gotten small enough as it is. I don't want it to get smaller. I had that dream again last night too, except this time I wasn't watching myself from the side, I was in the bed. I'm worried now that it has something to do with my dementia, not the move. I have my first doctor's appointment here in a couple weeks. I'll make sure to ask her about the dreams. Note to self, ask doctor about vivid dreams. Saturday, September 25th, 2015. First week of life in Bramble House, literally in the books, right? Week one completed successfully. Yes, journal says yes. So I went out to water the flowers this morning, and you'll never guess what happened. Every single one of them wilted. How does that even happen? Is the soil bad? Should I be worried? Anyway, I figured since gardening was out, I should make a concentrated effort to unpack some of my boxes from the move today. It's already been a week, and I don't want to be one of those people that's still up to their neck in boxes months after moving in. So that's what I did all day. Had to do some cleaning along with it, but the place feels a bit more like home now. It's strange though. Even after spending all day walking the halls, I still don't feel like I have my bearings. The layout isn't even that complicated. Three floors with a circular hallway on the second and third that connects to all the rooms. I guess it's just that I keep forgetting where the rooms are. 
like yesterday with the bathroom. I go to find a certain room and it's not where I thought it was. Actually, I thought I remembered there being more rooms on the upper floors in general. It's stupid, but I counted them today. Second floor, seven rooms. Third floor, six rooms. Janice still hasn't stopped by. I'm worried she's been trying to call me. More worried that something might have happened to her. But if something serious happened, the police would have come to the house, right? They would have been able to get my address from her boyfriend. Unless they don't know. Shit. Okay, tomorrow evening I'm going to drive back to her house. She should be out of work by 5, so I'll go over then. And if she's not there, I'll drive straight to the police station. Hello, resident. Welcome to Journal Link. What have you done today? Sunday, September 26, 2015. I dreamed about the ceiling again last night. It was a little different this time. Every time I have the dream, the ceiling gets lower. This time, the black ooze dripped down the walls and covered the door so there was no way out. And then I woke up, and as I was heading downstairs, I noticed another empty space on the wall where I thought there'd been a door. So I counted the rooms again. Second floor, seven rooms. Third floor, five rooms. I know what you're probably thinking. You're thinking that I miscounted the rooms yesterday. Look, I know I'm not well, but I know how to count. Besides, that's not even the worst of it. First thing I did after counting up the rooms today was to get out of the house. Ran downstairs so fast I almost tripped over myself. Last thing I need is another head injury. I got to the front door and guess what? There was no front door. No windows either. Just a blank wall at the end of the foyer. All the other doors leading outside are gone too, and after checking every room on every floor, the only window left is the small circular window in my bedroom directly across from the bed. Thought a lot about smashing it and jumping out, but Bramble House is tall. A jump from the third floor might not end well. I know I sound crazy, but I think the house knows I won't jump. Otherwise, it would have removed that window along with all the others. Whatever Bramble House is, it's taunting me. Monday, September 27th, 2015. Three more doors are gone today. Two from the third floor and one from the second. The black ooze in my dreams is hovering just a few feet above my head now. In a few more days, it'll swallow me. I don't know what's going to happen then. That's the scariest part of all this. Not knowing. But I'm not going to sit idly by while the house shrinks around me. So today... I decided to find out what was behind the walls where the doors used to be. I wanted to know if the rooms were still there, you know? Luckily, I still had my tool bag. The house hadn't taken it yet. I took a hammer to one of the walls and smashed right through the wood, revealing brick underneath. I tried for 30 minutes to break through the brick. But no matter how hard I threw the hammer into it, it didn't so much as chip. I tried to pry away at the mortar, but that was no use either. Something inhuman has sealed me in here, and I guess I was a fool to think I could brute force my way out. I haven't gone grocery shopping since I moved in. Mom and Dad stocked the house just before I moved in as a housewarming gift, but I'm running out of food now. I wonder what'll happen to me. Will I starve, or will Bramble House devour me before that happens? Friday, October 1st, 2015. 
I haven't had the energy to write the past few days. Mostly I just sat in my bedroom waiting. Once a day I would wander the halls to see how many doors had disappeared. Yesterday I noticed there were less halls to wander. The house is shrinking exponentially now. There are only a few rooms left. The kitchen is gone, meaning whatever meager scraps of food I had left are gone with it. My stomach is wrapping itself in knots. The reason I've chosen to write again today is because something different happened. As I wandered the halls this afternoon, came down to the bottom floor and saw it. A new door, jet black with an ivory handle. It must have appeared there sometime last night. I'll admit I was hesitant, but I decided to open the door, take a peek inside. Behind the door was another flight of stairs which led down into darkness. Even with the flashlight I've been keeping by my bedside, I couldn't see down to the bottom of the steps, but I got a strong feeling that I didn't want to go down them. So I closed the door and returned to my bedroom. Hello, resident. Welcome to Journal Link. What have you done today? Sunday, October 2nd, 2015. Last night, the black ooze finally fell around me. It felt cold. It's hard to describe. It wasn't so much that it was cold, but that it consumed any warmth that was within me. As it wrapped itself around me, my body felt weightless. The room around me had disappeared from my mind and I was floating in unfeeling nothingness. When I woke up, I was surprised to find myself still in my bedroom. I pulled myself out of bed and went out into the hall, now keenly aware of the full, overbearing weight of my body with each step. There were no doors left. I went downstairs. Every hallway, every room had disappeared, leaving nothing but the enclosed foyer with the black door at the base of the stairs. I went back upstairs to my room, but when I got there, it too was gone. Bramble House is leaving me no choice, forcing my hand to go down the steps behind the black door. So, that's what I'm going to do. I'm at the bottom of the stairs now. The staircase took me deep into the earth. I lost track of how long it took me to climb down here. I started to wonder if they would ever end. I've certainly experienced stranger things than a never-ending staircase. Eventually, the steps ended and gave way to a stone floor. I followed down this small tunnel even further until it brought me to where I am now. It's too dark to make out much of anything, but I can tell I'm in a small, rounded chamber. I have my own theories about what this place is. People often talk about the heart of a house. Well, I think this chamber is Bramble House's stomach. The moment I set foot in Bramble House, it started to consume me. Now I've finally been swallowed, and I'll wait down here while the house digests. I could leave, head back up the long steps and into the house above, but it would be pointless. Besides, I doubt there's even a door at the top of those stairs anymore. It's funny. A week ago, I was worried about my world getting smaller. Now, this is my world. A tiny, dark chamber in the earth. Monday, October 4th, 2015. My name is Janice Kane. My brother moved into Bramble House two weeks ago. I was supposed to come check up on him every now and then, but every time I did, the door was locked. 
I'd knock over and over again, but no one would answer the door even though I could see Jackson's car in the driveway. I started to get worried that something might have happened to him, maybe some complications from his head injury, so the next time I found myself at Bramble House with no one answering the door, I tried calling him instead. He picked up on the first ring and assured me that he was fine and that I could go home. His voice sounded a bit off. It sounded distant, like he was speaking from across the room, and emotionless. Still, I figured he was going through a tough time and probably wanted to be left alone for a while. I could always come back some other time. After Jackson didn't answer my calls today, or even respond to my texts, I decided to stop by Bramble House to make sure he was alright. The door was unlocked this time, but I couldn't find Jackson anywhere. The only thing I found was this journal lying on the nightstand in the bedroom on the third floor. I've read through all the entries now. With each one, I could feel terror and concern for my brother well up inside me. I thought he had suffered some kind of psychotic break, but now I'm scared that everything he wrote was true because I can't find the front door anymore. Bramble House was abandoned by the owners and closed to the public many years before Jackson Kane purchased the property. It had long been infamous in the area for being a sinister place where unexplainable things often happened to unwary guests who had rented a room for the night. After the tragic murder-suicide of a married couple in the sub-cellar, these eerie and mystifying occurrences began to intensify, culminating with the disappearances of several guests within the span of just a few weeks. After the third disappearance, the proprietor and his children quietly packed up their belongings and left without a word to anyone, not even their own extended families. Although the authorities wanted to speak with them further regarding their missing guests, they were not suspected of foul play. It seems the guests really did vanish into thin air. In the opinion of the investigating detective, they didn't flee because they were guilty of a crime but because they were afraid of what might happen if they stayed at Bramble House any longer. After Jackson's diary was discovered by the police, Redwood Bureau was contacted to take over the investigation. They used their influence to seize ownership of the property from a local financial institution. Through a series of highly unethical experiments with condemned prisoners, the Bureau discovered residents exerts greater control over those who are mentally or emotionally vulnerable. For example, Jackson Kane was dealing with the after-effects of a traumatic brain injury, resulting in short-term memory loss. Residence was able to exploit this condition. Likewise, Janice Kane was left reeling in grief, horror, and despair after reading her brother's journal. The extreme mental duress she was experiencing left her ripe for a psychic assault by residents, which spared no time in directing her to her doom. Residence itself is not alive. Rather, it appears that it's being used as a sock puppet by a hostile outside intelligence. Like a Venus flytrap, it slowly narrows the victim's environment, door by door, until they are forced to enter the one chamber within the building where the malevolent force will be able to reach them. The sub-cellar, which is located behind a foreboding black door. Once the victim is trapped within the sub-cellar, they are digested, both physically and spiritually, until no trace of them is left behind. It is not yet known what this hostile intelligence is or where it came from. Redwood Bureau has consulted with a number of psychics and ghost hunters, but this has only resulted in several disappearances and one complete nervous breakdown. 
The rest of them proved to be either crackpots or charlatans. The crackpots were ushered off the premises, and the scammers were dealt with by agents of the Bureau accordingly. If it weren't for Jackson Kane's diary, no one would have ever known the terrible truth about residence. Currently, Redwood Bureau is researching methods that might allow them to communicate with the monstrous entity that controls residence. The ultimate goal for this research is unknown, but it can be assumed it is for a nefarious and highly amoral purpose. RPP Report 0097 deactivated. I'm Josh Tomar, host of Redwood Bureau. Thank you for listening. Redwood Bureau is a horror fiction podcast and part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. For more dreadful terrors, follow Redwood Bureau on Spotify and iTunes, and check out our other podcasts like Unexplained Encounters and Freaky Folklore on your favorite podcast platform. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch under username Tomamoto, T-O-M-A-M-O-T-O, and my voiceover is featured in a wide variety of your favorite video games, anime, and other animated shows. Until next time, don't forget, this world is a strange one. Ah!